Marlene Hutchinson, and welcome to Tips for Guitar Playing Success. As many of you know, I've been sharing my guitar playing tips every Thursday for more than eight years. It's been my way to hopefully help you stay motivated, be inspired, and continue expanding your guitar playing journey. If you're interested in more learning resources like my Thursday Tips blog, my DVDs, books, virtual learning, and more, go to my website, marlenesmusic.com. And for anyone who's listening and feels like you're missing out on all the fun, you can easily join our wonderful world of guitar with my Learn to Play Guitar in a Day program, which you can also find at marlenesmusic.com. Welcome, everyone, to my Guitar Friends interview with Laura B. Whitmore. Laura, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to have you as a guest on my show. Thank you so much. I'm I'm really excited to be here. In case you don't know, Laura is the Senior Vice President of Marketing for Positive Grid. She's a music journalist and editor writing for Parade.com, Guitar World Magazine, and others. She's worked with Korg, CBS Records, Breedlove Guitars, NAM, South by Southwest, Digital Hollywood, and musical artists such as Ringo Starr, Orianthe, Colby Calais, and Ace Freely, to name just a few. As the founder of the Women's International Music Network, she advocates for women in the music industry and produces the annual She Rocks Awards, an event honoring women in music. A singer-songwriter, Laura is currently co-writing an album of pop songs that empower and energize girls. Wow. Again, Laura, thank you for being here and welcome. Thanks so much. I sound like so important. <laughs> and, and well, you do sound because you are. And I know we only, that intro that I just gave you is only the tip of the iceberg. I'm like, it's, wow, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, woohoo. Girl, you go. You rock. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump right in. I'm curious, and I think my listeners would really enjoy knowing um, when you first discovered your love for music. It was really, really early. I think my actually my kindergarten music teacher, Mrs. Price, still remember her name. Oh, I love um, it. <laughs> just loved making music with her. And then when I got a little older, I remember getting a solo in the chorus at school and being so thrilled to be able to stand up there and sing. And then later, I, you know, I learned to play guitar when I was started when I was about thirteen took some lessons and took voice lessons. And then I went to college for music. So I was a vocal major with a business minor, basically. And I I just all along loved um, performing and writing. And I ended up moving into the music business pretty early in my career, but have always loved it. And always just even love going out to open mics and playing and getting to know people and, you know, sharing music. So it's been a passion of mine for a long time. Well, so you said you you started to play guitar at 13. How did you start? Did you start with individual lessons? Did you start with group lessons? <laughs> There's yeah, got to be a there. So, <laughs> like, like, you know, in elementary school, when you have to pick a band instrument to play. So I picked the flute, which I learned to play for a few years. And then I realized, like, I really wanted to sing. I'm like, you can't sing and play the flute. 
at the Not same time. So, <laughs> so my mom took me to the music store and we actually like traded in my flute and got a guitar. And I think it was I can't remember what my first guitar was. It was not a great guitar. But I started taking individual guitar lessons at the music store where where I bought the guitar. And I remember my teacher, Bill, (laughs) I really liked learning from him. I learned like really old school with like the Mel Bay books and everything. And I still like, I remember there was a book of like standards, like classic songs that I learned on guitar. And I still know all the words to (laughs) all of them. I could probably still play them. I got to the point also where I was doing like some classical finger picking and all that learning. And I did take, I think I took like some group vocal classes, but the guitar lessons I mostly did individually. And then even later in college, I took some guitar instruction as well. And do you have a uh, particular style of guitar that you tend to like more or gravitate to more when you're playing? Yeah, I mean, I'm a definitely like a very classic, like singer songwritery type person because I grew up loving the music of like Carly Simon and Carole King and, you oh. know, all those legendary songwriters and even like the more modern, like I do love Colby Calais and like all those sort of, I don't know, with beautiful melodies and a lot of acoustic guitar. So when I play, I'm more of a very kind of like folkier folk rock type rhythm player. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sort of a get the job done kind of player so that I can sing is basically what. Well, I think playing um, acoustic guitar in particular goes beautifully with singing. So I, I really understand that. And that's funny that you remember all your instructors' names too. <laughs> I, I didn't even realize I remembered my guitar teacher until like right then. But I will say this too. Um, so I, you know, I've, I've written for Guitar World over the years and there was one point where I was writing a lot for them and I decided to start playing electric guitar because I had never picked up an electric guitar. And okay. so I got Fender to send me one and I had a little amp and I started to play electric and I started to write a blog series about what it was like as an acoustic player to like plug in. And it felt so weird to be so loud. I have to say, like, I was like, whoa. <laughs> but, um, but it was also really, really fun. Um, and I was playing in a band at the time. So I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to play electric guitar on some of these songs. And I really, really enjoyed it. I did some recording on electric at that time as well. And uh, I can see my electric guitar. I took it out the other day. So it's ready for me. <laughs> so you it sounds like you tend to play more acoustic but you kind of uh experimented or tried out electric yeah. yeah exactly I was like this is you know this is so silly that I write about all these people that play guitar and I've never actually picked up an electric guitar myself what do you think was the biggest difference between besides the sound obviously between acoustic guitar and playing electric guitar Yeah, it was funny. When I first picked it up, I sort of approached it like I would play an acoustic guitar, like with the way I would strum an acoustic guitar. And that doesn't really work on electric. So I think it was more like being more thoughtful of which strings I'm hitting, dampening strings when I don't want them to ring and and just playing around a little bit more with how I'm approaching like performing on guitar. Right. And also experimenting with the tone and, you know, different effects and all that, which I hadn't really done on acoustic at all. So that was fun too. Right. I've played around <laughs> ever so slightly, not as much as you on an electric guitar. And and yeah, the sort of the way you can manipulate the sounds mm-hmm. seem, seems 
super fun and interesting to do. So good for you for uh, trying to. Yeah, it's really Love fun. It. <laughs> and now that that guitar is staring at you, you'll probably play it after we get yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like my company, Positive Grid, we make this little practice amp called Spark. So I have like my Spark. Actually, Spark is the reason why I pulled out my electric guitar because I was like, okay, I work for this company. I need to plug in and like play around and have some fun. That's well, good. it's hard to talk yeah. about something, like you said, talking about transitioning to electric guitar. It's hard to talk about it if you haven't experienced it. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I also wanted to talk a little bit about the Women's International Music Network, which is how we met. It's an amazing organization. What inspired you to start that group? Yeah, I mean, it was really inspired because I was when I was writing for Guitar World, um, I started writing a blog series about female guitar players called Guitar Girls. And uh, I actually wrote that blog for years for them. But I started having these conversations with women and hearing like similar stories about their experiences. And then I started thinking about, wow, I don't know the other women in the industry either. I don't know the other women in the you know musical instrument part of the industry that I worked a lot in. And so I thought, well, you know, maybe it makes sense to have an event or something that to get the women together, uh, the women in the industry together during the NAMM show. So my first thought was, oh, like maybe I should host an event just to, for women to get together. And then that sort of grew into um, my idea of the She Rocks Awards, which, you know, we honor women in the music industry. And then as I was thinking about the She Rocks Awards, I was thinking, well, it's silly to just do this award show. Like there should be like a parent, you know, organization for that with like a bigger purpose. So that was, that was my whole thought process was first, like, <laughs> let's just get together. And then it like, you know, blossomed into the Women's International Music Network and the She Rocks Awards. And, you know, this is going to be our 10th year in 2022, uh, January. So yeah, it's been uh, been quite a trip. I hope well, it's inspiring a, for others. <laughs> it's inspiring. I went to your very first She Rocks Awards and been to every single one except one. Um, and, it, you know, they started out real small in that hotel. Yeah. Um <laughs> sort of meeting room. And now it's like at the House of Blues in Anaheim. And it's just, you've really grown. But don't you love those inspirations? Like you said, you had this inspiration of let's get together as women in the music industry. And it's grown. Obviously, the the seed you planted was valuable. I mean, people were like, wow, I really, yeah, I, I like this. It's just so fantastic that you're doing that. And I know I've gotten a lot out of it. And I know many women have. So bravo. Thank you. That's so nice to hear. And to your point, like, I do think it's interesting, like, you know, in life and in my life, like I tried so many things that I thought were the right thing. And, and like, sometimes they work and, and they have legs and they grow. And sometimes for whatever reason, they just kind of fizzle away. And I'm really I'm really gratified and excited that the She Rocks Awards and the Women's International Music Network is one of those things that has endured and has given us the opportunity to inspire so many women. And, uh, you know, we continue to like seek, seek new opportunities and new ways to educate and inspire people. So it's, it's really gratifying for me and, and really important to me, too. Yeah, it, that's interesting, too, that you bring up, you know, some of your things have worked and 
grown and some haven't. And, you know, that's that's such an important thing to remember in, in life in general, but particularly in this business, I've had the same experience. You know, you try stuff and, you know, throw it up against the wall and <laughs> hope that it sticks. And sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't and you learn and move on. So, well, let's move on. I do want to talk about your uh, singer-songwriter experience and knowledge and expertise. So when when did you write your first song? Oh my gosh, I was a little kid. Like I remember we had like my sister and I, my, I have a sister that's like two years younger than me. And we had these Barbie dolls, right? We would play with and we would just make <laughs> up songs for them to, uh, to sing. They would have a show, we'd make up songs and we just thought that was normal, right? You just We just made up music for them. But I probably really got more seriously into writing when I was a teenager. And, you know, you got all that teenage dance. So that was my outlet. I wrote and wrote and wrote. And then when I got into college, I think I got more serious about it. And I also like later took some of the Berkeley online courses, which I thought were really, really valuable to me. And then I got into doing some co-writing, which was amazing. And then once I met my co-writer, Jenna Payone, that I write with regularly now, it's like one of those things that just clicked. And when you realize like, okay, you were a good writer before, but with this other person, you're a great writer. Like right. that to me is like so special that there's something about like who you both are and what you both know that when it comes together, it's bigger than the, the some of its parts that right, right. that's been really exciting to me um, to discover. So, you know, I just feel like my journey as a songwriter it has been a little bit twisty, <laughs> twisty road, but, <laughs> but I, I'm really thrilled with it now. And I, and I think even like, you know, at this point later in my life, I'm still so energized by it and inspired and, and excited to, um, you know, to put creativity out into the world. So. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's, it's so interesting the the process of songwriting. And I think everybody kind of has their own process and what they like to do. Do you have, or you, you as a, a single singer songwriter, or you as a partner in your partnership, do you have a sort of a process that you go through when you're writing your music? Yeah. I mean, I typically write from the title. So I spend a lot of time brainstorming like title ideas. And when we were writing for the girl album, we actually brainstorm like the thought that we wanted to be in the song we're like what is it what do we want this song to be about like we want to write a song about friendship for example right so we'd say okay friendship and then we would just brainstorm like a million title ideas around the thought of friendship and then you know typically something would resonate and we would start writing and i i, I usually write from the lyric i'm a lyric focused Okay. Writer, but I'm I'm like the kind of person who's like singing the lyrics in my head while I'm writing. Okay. So that okay. Kind of comes out together, and then like later I bring in instruments. So I'm not I don't typically write from like the musical part of it, um, or the accompaniment part first, um, or the riff or something. I'm more of a lyric kind of person. Um, lyric driven. Yeah. Yeah, lyric driven. And when I'm writing with the co-writer like Jenna, we typically we'll either get together and one of us will have like an idea where maybe like we were able to write the chorus or we have two lines or whatever, and then we'll start fleshing it out together. And like, sometimes it'll click and you'll just write the whole song like boom. And other times it will walk away. And there'll be times when I was like, I was walking the dog and I was thinking about this verse and like, I've got it. I figured out like the missing piece and then we'll get back together and like pick it up again. 
Yeah. I love that because yeah. yeah, some people have said that they've had both experiences where like they it's in their head and they write it, they can almost not quite mm-hmm. write fast enough. It's yeah. in your head and you're ready to put the whole thing down on paper. And sometimes it's a longer journey of yeah, wait, that doesn't feel right. Walk away, like you said, you're walking your dog or taking a shower yeah. and you like go, Oh, okay, yeah, this could this could work. Yeah, it's so funny because like there's this one song I wrote on my own. I, I was, I'm just going to tell this story really quick because I thought it was so interesting. Absolutely. I was going to an open mic night like the next day and it was a themed night. I think the theme was blue. And I was like, oh, I don't have a blue song. I don't have any song with the word blue in it. But I wrote this one line of a song years and years ago that I thought was a really good hook. So I'm like, why don't I try to write that? Like, why don't I sit back down and try to make this into a song? Oh. So I started working on it. And I'm like, this is crazy. I'm never going to finish this song. Like, I, I don't think this is not, not going to work. So I literally did that. I took my dogs for a walk. <laughs> and like the rest of the song popped into my head while I'm walking the dogs. I came back and I finished the song, like literally in 15 minutes. Like, wow. I, and then I played it the next day. And I, and I really hardly had to change anything on it. How did was, it go at that open mic? It was Awesome. It was so good. It's like one of my favorite songs to sing now. It's called oh, Another Shade okay. of Blue. And it's just like, it just came out so, so good. Oh, okay. So, we'll have to look for that and listen to it. I think sometimes it. you need like a purpose or a deadline or something to like get you over a hump, you know? So I was I, I agree. I, yeah. I know I work well with deadlines. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love it if you could give a little advice to the listeners. Maybe either for someone who would like to write or and wants to kind of get started, or even someone who's already written a song or songs and kind of wants to get out there in the music business. They're mm-hmm. probably two different things, but any advice you have? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that I've learned a lot, even recently, is like you have to listen a lot. You have to listen to what's out there. Like we've been writing a lot of pop, which is not my usual area. So we spend a lot of time listening to like what's happening in pop, like how is pop song structured? Like what's the typical, you know, arrangement structure orchestration of pop song, which if you start to listen, you're like, wow, these are really sparse. Like there's not a lot of (laughs) instrumentation in a pop song now. It's just like, okay, there, like there might literally just be like bass and like maybe percussion in this little spot. Like it's the orchestration of it is really sparse right now. So it's just really interesting to me to, kind of study that a little bit, but also like, and also get out into the world and like meet other people that are writing and performing. And I was really afraid of collaboration because you're be, you're putting yourself in this like vulnerable place. But once I learned how to do it, once you find the writer that you click with, that all goes away. It becomes like so fun and so energizing. And not only that, but you, you have this person to help you get past like the speed bumps in your writing. I think that that to me is a really exciting element of writing that I didn't explore till much later in life. And I also think like I mentioned the Berkeley songwriting courses, I know those are a little pricey, but there's a lot of resources out there for songwriters that I think are really valuable and will give you new tools and new ways to think about your writing. I mean, some of the things I learned in those courses, I would have never figured that out on my own, just ways oh, really? to think about approaching a song or um, how to like tell the story arc in a song or, you know, just thinking like I took a melody course, which is like a weak area for me. Cause like I grew up in this spooky, like 
era, right? And everything is right. very, <laughs> very formulaic. <laughs> I'm like, how do I break out of that? I don't want to always go there. So, I mean, some of that I found really, really helpful. So I think educating yourself, even if you break the rules, but educating yourself on those different techniques and everything is really great. And I think, you know, as far as getting your music out into the world, I mean, there's so many avenues now, you know, YouTube and, you know, even if you go to an open mic and play and have like your friend record you on your phone, like the quality now is so good. Like you can put that out into the, into the world, you know, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think that there are challenges to like make money from writing songs now I never cared about that myself it was more like my passion and I make my money somewhere else I think there's a lot of opportunity I always tell people when they ask me like to me the biggest piece of advice I can give is to show up I I think like a lot of people like sit there and look at things and wish about things and dream about things but just get out there in the world to where those things are happening you know, go to the, I can't tell you how many opportunities have come to me because I've gone to an open mic and just chatted really? with people. Like it's, okay. it's unbelievable. You put yourself out there in the world in the place that you want to be. Right. And that's where the stuff comes together. Like, I also think, you know, I'm a really big advocate of networking, but I also like to tell people don't approach networking about what you can get from somebody else. If you approach it as what can I get, give to them? Like, what do I have that they might, that I could might be helpful or valuable to them? Then right. that creates this natural kind of conversation where you're talking and you're trying to find like a commonality or a way to connect. And, and that to me is a different thing than when you're talking to somebody and you're feeling like they want, they're, they don't even know you and they want something from you. That's like such a big turnoff. So yeah. I, I think just ex- trying to explore like that connection and that commonality like leads to many other things. So, right. It, it could possibly <laughs> lead to music ideas yeah. or yeah. Uh, music partner. Is that how you met your uh, writing partner? Yeah. So I met my writing partner. This is like pre-Women's International Music Network. Like the oh, first so event I ever did for women in the music industry was an insane like three-day summit, a women's music summit that I did in 2012 up in upstate New York. It was like a three-day event. I was insane. I was like, I'm going to just start off the bat doing a three-day, <laughs> people sleeping there, bringing in celebrities. Like, wow. Um, and Jenna came to that and I met her there. And I, I kept in touch with a lot of people from that event. But like, I was living in California and she was living in Massachusetts. And then I moved back to Massachusetts and I was like, wait, I know somebody in Massachusetts. I know this other songwriter, Jenna, that was at my, um, you know, at at my summit. So I reconnected with her and we started to hang out. And then at some point, I don't even know why we started to write. The first song we ever wrote together ended up on the girl album, which was like really fun. It's a song called The Girl in the Back Row. And it's literally about like, you know, it's about like the songwriter journey. It's literally about like when you're young and you're singing in the mirror and then you go to a show and you're like in the back row, but you're dreaming of being up on the stage and like, and then you progress to like playing at a club and what that's like. And then, you know, at the end, you're like on this huge stage and on the spotlights and, you know, the whole thing is sort of like a a daydream. Oh, that's awesome. It's a cool song. Well, let's see. I wanted to make sure that everyone was able to find your music and and find you on LinkedIn. So how can they how can they find you? I guess like probably on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and all that. And I'm pretty good about that. 
we have a, a website for the girl album. It's girlthealbum.com where we post updates about that project. I'm on LinkedIn, of course. Like, of course. I actually really, <laughs> I really love, love connecting with people there. And also, of course, through the Women's International Music Network. I mean, you can find me lurking at many of our events and through our socials and connecting with me through that. Um, I orchestrate a lot of what's going on there as well. You're amazing. And I will have all of those links in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to Laura and chat with her or listen to her amazing music, speaking of which, Laura is going to share one of her songs or part of one of her songs with us. It's called Have a Little Faith. I love that title. What is the story behind that song? That was one of those songs that writ, writ wrote itself. <laughs> I Where it. I was writing one day, I don't remember, I think it just came into my head, this idea of, you know, we, we're all going through so much in life. And like, sometimes you feel like, is it it's so hard to have a little faith in yeah. that things are going to be okay? But then like, when you look back at your life, sometimes like the most horrible things that happen to you end up being like pivotal moments that lead you to something really great. And I think that was the thought. I had, and it was really funny because I think that night I was going to see um, a friend of mine, this guitarist named Joel Kosha, who played in the band Collective Soul. He was coming into town. So I sent him that song. I'm like, look at this song I just wrote. It's so cool. And he loved it so much that he actually produced that recording for me. So that was really cool. Yeah. See, there again, networking. I had a really singer-songwritery um, version of it. And he's like, let me rock it up a little bit. I'm like, okay. Yes, <laughs> I literally just put that out into the world. And he was like, oh yeah, I do love this song. So yeah, you never know. put it out to the universe. That's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us or spending time with me today and sharing with my audience, all your knowledge and insights and expertise. I know you've inspired a lot of people and we will take it away with your song. So thank you again. Thanks so much. You're welcome. And as I like to say, play on. tip has helped you to continue expanding your guitar skills and knowledge. If you'd like to learn more, check out the many learning resources available at my website, marlenesmusic.com. Thank you for joining today's podcast. And as I like to say, play on.